Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Vega, this is in the 7th District. History made in Maryland tonight. Democrat Wes Moore will be the state's first black governor. Also marijuana, recreational marijuana legalized in Maryland. And Democratic Congressman Jamie Raskin has won a re-election in Maryland's 8th District. All the latest from the election desk on the way. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Clear. I'm Jennifer Kuyper in Chicago. It is 11 p.m. on the East Coast, and the polls have closed in California, Idaho, Oregon, and Washington. California projected to win the Senate race. Alex Padilla, Democrat, and Gavin Newsom, Democrat, in the governor's race. Idaho projection Senate, Mark Muser, a Republican, and Brad Little, governor. And in Oregon, the Senate is likely Democratic. Washington Senate leans Democratic. CBS News estimates the control of the House leans Republican. CBS News' Stephen Kaufman is monitoring the Arizona races. Maricopa County judge rejected a law. Lawsuit brought by Republicans Carrie Lake running for governor, Blake Masters, who's challenging the Senate seat held by Mark Kelly. Lake and Masters asked that polling places be allowed to stay open an extra three hours to 10 p.m. Arizona time and that the counting of early ballots be delayed one hour till 11 p.m. It's believed their thinking was that most Republican voters wait till Election Day to cast their ballot. CBS now characterizes the race for Pennsylvania governor as likely Democrat. And CBS News also projects Democrat Maggie Hassan will win the New Hampshire Senate race. CBS News exit polls show inflation and abortion were the top two issues for many voters in the election. CBS's Margaret Brennan. I spoke to an economist at Bank of America who pointed out that consumer sentiment right now is in the worst place it has been since the Great Recession, since the financial crisis. And this is even when we've gotten back all the jobs lost in the pandemic. People are exhausted. They are frustrated, and even though the foundations of the economy may be back, they are not feeling like that. In the South and the West, we've seen an economic recovery pretty quickly since the pandemic. Not the case in the Midwest and the Northeast. CBS political consultant Leonard Steinhorn says Democrats are hoping to hold on to at least the Senate. If you lose both houses as a Democrat, you lose the House and the Senate, you're not going to get much done in government because President Biden has the veto pen, and it's going to be tough for the Republicans to overcome that. But if you hold on to the Senate, if you're a Democrat, you will at least be able to get appointments through and judicial appointments through. The Weather Channel's Mike Bettis says Tropical Storm Nicole warnings are posted from Boca Raton to Daytona Beach, Florida. We know that Nicole's on a collision course with Florida. It's a tropical system now, has a much better presentation on satellite. Winds have increased throughout the day and it's likely to intensify before landfall late Wednesday into Thursday. The second day of leaders' speeches at the U.N.'s COP27 climate conference has included bold proposals, recommendations to crack down and standardize net zero claims, and continued discussion about the situation of a jailed pro-democracy activist who was on a hunger and water strike. This is CBS News. Brought to you by Clear, a faster, easier way through airport security. Try today for two months free by visiting clearme.com slash cbs22 or use code cbs22. 1103 on this election night 2022 here on WTOP. I'm Dimitri Sotis. And I'm Michelle Bash with continuing coverage of what may be the most consequential midterm election night in generations. Some big results already in, others that we're still waiting for. Why don't we get the rundown live from the election desk? WTOP's Nick Inelli. Yes, Dimitri, we are following a ton of breaking news now at the election desk. In Virginia's 2nd District, Democratic Congresswoman Elaine Luria is behind her Republican opponent, Jen Kiggins, by a substantial amount. 
55% to 45%. And Luria just conceded, taking the stage, thanking her supporters, saying it's been an honor to serve the district. So it's looking like Virginia's district number two in the Virginia Beach area is flipping from Democrat to Republican. In Virginia's 7th district, the Associated Press projects that Democratic Congresswoman Abigail Spanberger will defeat her Republican opponent, Yesley Vega. Spanberger spoke to supporters. I ask that you reflect on how we can serve our communities, how we can bridge divides, how we can show through our actions a commitment to each other. Let's go to Maryland now, where the Associated Press says that Democrat Wes Moore is going to defeat Republican opponent Dan Cox in Maryland's race for governor. Moore is a political newcomer, set to become Maryland's first black governor. We will make this state a true hub of innovation and economic growth. A place where small businesses can thrive, but also labor unions are strong. And to move things back to Virginia now, the Associated Press projecting that Democrat Jennifer Wexton is going to win re-election in Virginia's 10th congressional district. Live at the election desk, Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. And let's go to Fredericksburg, Virginia now, where, as we just said, Democrat incumbent Abigail Spanberger is the projected winner over Republican Yesley Vega. This in the 7th Congressional District. WTOP's Kyle Cooper is with Spanberger's campaign. Yeah, Michelle, things have quieted down a lot here. Uh, Spanberger has uh, just left the building. A very narrow win, as you said, in the 7th Congressional District for incumbent Abigail Spanberger. She thanked her supporters for the win, saying that she thinks that they voted for their hearts and their heads tonight. She also told her supporters that she takes the responsibility of being a member of Congress very seriously and that she will work to stay humble in the job. She also thanked her um, challenger, Yesli Vega, and her family and all the supporters that work so hard for her as well. Reporting live in Fredericksburg, Kyle Cooper, WTOP News. We are going to get back to Yesli Vega's uh, headquarters, our own Dick Giuliano standing by there, but first... Breaking news on WTO. As we jump around from race to race, we've got a decision in the Virginia 2nd Congressional District. Nick Ainelli, right back to you at the election desk. Yeah, we were just saying how Elaine Luria, the Democratic Congresswoman in Virginia's 2nd District, conceded, telling supporters that it's been an honor to serve. And just moments after that, the Associated Press made it official over there, declaring that uh, Elaine Luria is going to lose that race. So it's going to flip Virginia's 2nd District from Democrat to Republican, Congresswoman Elaine Luria losing a challenge by Republican opponent Jen Kiggins. And it is a substantial amount. Let's see what it is right now. It's 55% to 45% with Kiggins in the lead. So that's a significant lead for Kiggins. Elaine Luria, the Democratic Congresswoman, conceding just moments ago. And then after that, the Associated Press declaring that Luria is going to lose that election. Live at the election desk, Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. And now we're going to head back and talk again about Virginia's 7th Congressional District. Uh, WTOP's Dick Giuliano is in Woodbridge covering the Republican candidate in that race, Leslie Vega. The uh, Democrat in that race, Abigail Spanberger, now declared the winner by the Associated Press. Again, Dick Giuliano covering Leslie Vega. Dick, what's going on there? Well, Michelle, certainly a lot of energy has left the room. The crowd has significantly thinned, and supporters of a Republican challenger Leslie Vega, well aware that the Associated Press has called this race for the Congresswoman. Vega has not yet conceded. Uh, last she spoke, 
from the stage here about 45 minutes ago. She said she wants every single vote to count. And, of course, uh, her supporters who are still here have not conceded as they await the candidate. But I can tell you uh, many of them are complaining about Virginia's 45 days of early voting. Reporting live from Woodbridge, Dick Uliano, WTOP News. And as we finally buttonhole those two Virginia congressional races that we were watching so closely for the night, we finish up this segment in D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser has done something only one other mayor of the nation's capital has done. On January 2nd, I'll raise my hand for the third time. D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser is re-elected. To be sworn in as the mayor of my hometown. The mayor saying voters spoke loud and clear during this election. They want a woman who knows how to start things and finish things, think big, push hard, and get things done. And that is what we have been able to do. She becomes the first mayor since the late Marion Barry to be re-elected for three terms. In Northwest, Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Slow or clogged drains? Call Michael and Son and get $100 off a train cleaning today. Traffic and weather on the 8th. Here's Rich Hunter in the traffic center. All right, busy night on the roads as well. Uh, outer loop of the Beltway between U.S. 50, John Hanson Highway, and 450 Annapolis Road. Two lanes to the left get you through. That works. And then on the outer loop, the long works on the begins near Carter Rock. Extends across the Legion Bridge through Georgetown Pike. Now down to a single left lane getting by. The exits to both the GW Parkway and Georgetown Pike are open. However, the entrance ramp for folks coming off the George Washington Parkway to join uh, outer loop traffic, that off-ramp, or on-ramp, I should say, is closed as part of that work zone. Ramp from Georgetown Pike to join the outer loop is open. Now, on the inner loop, working between Gallows Road and I-66, single left lane gets you through that work zone. Their exits to bo- uh, both east and west, 66 closed. You're diverted up to Route 7 as a result. And once again tonight... The express lane's not an option. They are closed between Springfield and I-66. Also, there was a mobile crew working on the outer loop of the Bellman, the through lanes on the Woodrow-Wilson Bridge. We're getting by single files left. Uh, local lanes were getting by without delay. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Ryan Miller. We're clear. We're cold overnight. Lows will be in the 30s when you wake up tomorrow morning. Sunshine tomorrow. Temperatures into the lower 60s. Sunshine Thursday morning with clouds into the afternoon and temperatures will be a bit milder. We're talking middle, even upper 60s by Thursday. Friday, we're going to have periods of heavy rainfall at times. It will be a windy, gusty day. The rain, though, it looks like it'll taper off here towards the early morning hours on Saturday, but the breezy conditions will continue. Continue into the weekend. I'm Storm Team 4 meteorologist Ryan Miller. We have 45 in Manassas now, 51 at Metro Center, and 37 in Frederick. Lows tonight in the 30s around the region. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 15% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Go to longfence.com today and schedule your free in home estimate. 1110. It's election night 2022 on WTOP. The midterm results here. We finally got the Virginia situation settled in terms of these two congressional races. Abigail Spanberger, not by much, but Spanberger has defeated Republican challenger Yesley Vega for that congressional seat in the 7th District, 52 to 48 percent. It was a loss for the Democrat Elaine Luria in the 2nd Congressional District over Jen Kiggins. Pretty big margin here. Jen Kiggins leading Elaine Luria 52 to about 48 percent. So a Republican 
Republican victory in the second congressional district. Senate races that are close, and we may be counting for a while. John Fetterman in Pennsylvania with just the slightest lead over Mehmet Oz. John Fetterman, the Democrat, 49.4%. Dr. Oz, 48.3%. And if we want to get really to the decimal point here, Herschel Walker in Georgia, Senate election there. Republican Herschel Walker, 49.3%. And then Raphael Warnock trailing Herschel Walker just a little bit by 48.7%. So he has 48.7% of the vote. A lot of numbers flying around, so it's probably just easier to say that both of these races, Georgia and Pennsylvania, are far too close to call at this hour, but we're watching those numbers very closely. And as those votes continue to be counted tonight, we are joined live now by Vice News Chief Political Correspondent Liz Landers. And Liz, what you've seen so far, do you have uh, some takeaways from what you've seen? Sure. I'm here in Arizona, um, in Maricopa County right now. And um, and so we're still waiting on a lot of the results here. I think it's going to be quite a long night and actually a few days here in Arizona um, for these results. Uh, but as, as you guys mentioned, some of the races around the country have started to be called. Um, and I think that the Democrats are doing better in some of the sort of key swing states, potential races that, that Republicans were hoping to flip. Um, than I think people kind of anticipated. Um, But for our part here in in Maricopa County, I'm here at the election headquarters right now, and it's going to be a long next few days. And as we know, Arizona was one of the main swing states in 2020. So what what happens here could determine, um, you know, some, some pretty big overall races that folks are looking at. So I would say buckle up at least for Arizona. Well, speaking of that, Liz, what happened there with Republicans trying to keep the polls open another three hours? Was that successful? Was that a failed attempt? That was a failed attempt. So I'll I'll keep it short because it was kind of a a back and forth process today. But um, around 7 p.m. tonight, a judge said that they were not going to allow this Republican lawsuit that was filed on behalf of Carrie Lake and Blake Masters, both uh, candidates here in Arizona, that they would not allow the polls to remain open until 10 p.m. The polls closed here at 7 p.m. Arizona time. And this was all over some issues with the machines that are the tabulators here in Arizona. There were printer problems. Um, It affected about 20% of polling locations in Maricopa County, which is the largest voting county in Arizona. So 20% is not insignificant, but but the, um, the chairman here, Bill Gates briefed reporters and he said, look, I do not think that anybody's vote was not counted because of the tabulation machine. It just sort of slowed down what was going on and people's uh, voting process when they were at some of these polling locations earlier in the day before that um, problem, the technical problem was fixed. Liz, we're seeing that uh, Katie Hobbs, the Democrat in the race for governor of Arizona, has a lead over Carrie Lake, the Republican at this point. Um, What are you thinking? What are you seeing there? Sure. I think that the results that people are seeing and and what you just mentioned are reflective of the first vote tallies. So that that released at 8 p.m. today. And those are the early ballots that people cast in person voting here in Arizona um, that were received as of Friday. So that first wave that we're seeing is early in-person voting, which right now is leaning Democrat, um, as you've seen. But 
What we're going to be getting in the next day or two, which is sort of what the recorder's office and the chairman here have been explaining to reporters, is we're going to see all the in-person voting that happened today on Election Day, which will probably skew more red and Republican. Um, so sort of like other races in 2020, where we saw it move back and forth between the Democrat being in the lead versus the Republican being in the lead, I think that voters and um, Americans all over the country should sort of expect that again here in Arizona. We're going to wait and see and continue to follow your reporting, Liz. Thank you very much for checking in with us. Thanks for having me. Liz Landers live from Maricopa County, Arizona, Vice News chief political correspondent and no result in the Arizona governor or Senate races. She's saying we're waiting days maybe for those results. Sports at 15 and 45, powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Now Rob Woodfork. Oh, boy, it took longer than anticipated, but Georgetown's 21-game losing skid spanning 328 days is over. Dave Preston has the details from Capital One Arena. Georgetown gets by Coppin State 99-89 in overtime. Rob beginning the extra session with a 16-4 run. Primo Spears hits a pair of buckets in that frame. He leads the way with 28 points. The Eagles sent the game into OT with a three at the buzzer by Mike Hood. They kept this one close in regulation by turning the Hoyas over 18 times, but it's Georgetown who prevails, 99-89 in overtime. And some commander's ownership news, maybe, sort of. TMZ reporting today, Jeff Bezos and Jay-Z had dinner last night in Los Angeles, and our Dave Preston, who you just heard, fixated on the menu. I'm fixated on what Bezos' girlfriend said uh, before she attended this dinner. She posted on social media under the heading, Are You Ready for Some Ellipse? And, uh... Hey, look, Kevin Durant appears to be ready for whatever because he already owns stakes in multiple soccer teams and a pickleball team. He says he'd love to be a part of a commander's ownership group. And uh, Matthew McConaughey, a famed Burgundy and Gold fan, also amused about owning a piece of his favorite NFL team. I guess I'll throw my hat in the ring, too, while we're at it. <laughs> Rob Woodfork, WTOP Sports. You didn't dare say, all right, all right, all right. I did not say that. Uh, and uh, Jason Fraley actually pointed out uh, Dallas Buyers Club, more like Washington Buyers Club. <laughs> am I right? Uh, well, you know, I'm giving him credit for that if you're uh, groaning in your car. Right yes, now. I think we are a little bit. <laughs> Let the puns keep rolling tonight. Top stories we're following for you on WTOP. Breaking political news in Virginia. In the state's second congressional district, Democratic incumbent Elaine Luria has conceded to Republican Jen Kiggins. Meanwhile, in the seventh congressional district, Democratic Congresswoman Abigail Spanberger has defeated Republican Yesley Vega. The Associated Press has officially called both races. Then in Maryland, Democrat Wes Moore has made history tonight. He'll be the state's first black governor. He addressed a crowd in Baltimore saying, Tonight we celebrate and tomorrow we get to work. Voters also approved legalizing recreational marijuana in the state. And in D.C., Muriel Bowser has won a third term as mayor. Voters in the district also approving Initiative 82. That's the one that will raise the minimum wage for D.C. workers who get tips. Stay with WTOP for more about these stories in minutes. Traffic and weather on the 8th to the WTOP Traffic Center and Rich Hunter. All right, we'll take you down southbound 95 in Virginia, approaching the car rest area just south of the exit for Dale City Works and in the left lane. Further south, as you head south of the exit for Marine Corps Base Quantico, exit 148, single left lane gets you by the work there, heads up for delays, headed south of Triangle toward the Quantico interchange. Once you clear that one additional work zone southbound, just after Route 610 Garrisonville, exit 143 near Mile Marker 142, that works on blocks the right lane of 395 north.
between Fredericksburg and the Beltway. Nothing in your way. Uh, 395 South near Edsville Road. Stay right past the work there. 66 eastbound uh, between 123 and the Beltway. Eventually down to one single lane to left through the work zone. For now, looks like the uh, ramps to both loops to the Beltway as well as the express lanes are open at this time. 66 westbound between Route 7 and the Beltway. Single right lane gets you by there. The exit ramp that takes you toward the Adderloop and the Adderloop Express lanes, that off-ramp closed as part of the work zone. Rid your home of unwanted pests. Turn to Home Paramount Pest Control. Call today for a free inspection. 888-888-HOME or homeparamount.com. Rich Hunter, WTOP Traffic. Storm Team 4's Ryan Miller. Clear conditions here tonight and through the overnight hours. We're going to see lows fall into the 30s area. Wide sunshine tomorrow. Another cool day with temperatures right around 60, even in the lower 60s in a few places south of Washington. For your day on Thursday, sunshine in the morning, clouds in the afternoon. A milder day with high temperatures Thursday into the middle 60s. We're going to watch for the remnants of what will be Hurricane Nicole. It's going to push our way here on Friday. We will see on and off periods of heavy rain and breezy, gusty conditions. The rain, though, will end. And as we head towards Saturday morning, I'm Storm Team 4's Ryan Miller. 51 in Hyattsville, 37 in Fredericksburg, and 54 in Easton. Look for lows tonight in the 30s. Weather brought to you by Len the Plumber. Trusted same-day service, seven days a week. Another election result tonight. CBS News now projects Josh Shapiro will win the Pennsylvania governor's race, defeating Republican challenger Doug Mastriano, who was a Trump-backed candidate. Now, as long as we're on the subject of Pennsylvania, one more quick look at the Senate race there. Three-quarters of the vote is in. John Fetterman with 49.4 percent. Mehmet Oz, the Republican candidate, 48.3 percent. So a little more than a 1 percent gain for John Fetterman. He leads the race by just about 1%. Not enough, certainly, to declare victory there quite yet. Our Mitchell Miller will join us after we get a special report from CBS News. It's all straight ahead on your election source, WTOP. Open wide. Let me see that smile. There's a back-to-school braces boom at Doc Kelly's office. Can you hold on for a sec? Can someone bring me more brushes? She needs to realign her staffing plan with more registered dental assistants. Can you reorder the rubber bands in red? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. WTOP's Dave Johnson loves soccer, and he also lives with multiple sclerosis. It's a condition he shared with his late mother. Dave says covering D.C. United takes him back to watching the Washington Diplomats with his mom. With D.C. United, I've been able to recreate that magic time for our childhood each and every week. WTOP is a proud partner of the National MS Society of Greater D.C. Maryland. To learn more, visit WTOP.com slash MS Society. Breaking news on WTOP. This just in, J.D. Vance wins the Senate race in Ohio. He is the Republican candidate there for that open seat in Ohio, uh, defeating Congressman Tim Ryan. This according to the Associated Press tonight. Stay with us here on WTOP for the latest. Why don't we right now get a roundup of what else has been going on around the nation? CBS News Special Report, Campaign 2022, America Decides. Control of the U.S. Senate could teeter on one vote, and that's why the outcome in each individual race is so critical. In New Hampshire, incumbent Democratic Senator Maggie Hassan has won re-election. WBZ's John Keller has the story. New Hampshire has been a very purple state with a solid tradition of electing women. Hassan herself is a former governor, uh, as well as now a U.S. senator. 
Other Democratic senators reelected: Chris Van Holland of Maryland and Chuck Schumer of New York. Republicans reelected include John Hovins of North Dakota and James Lankford of Oklahoma. Former President Donald Trump is taking a bow, talking about the strength of his endorsements and how they have affected the midterms. As of this moment, and we have some out there, we are 80 wins and three losses. Is that good? That speech was a surprise. It was delivered at Mar-a-Lago. Trump endorsed the Republican candidate for governor in Massachusetts, but Democrat Maura Healey won. To those who voted for me and to those who didn't, I want you to know I'll be a governor for everyone. Other winners include Michael Bennett, who was reelected to the U.S. Senate from the state of Colorado, and Florida Republican Senator Marco Rubio, has also been re-elected. CBS News Special Report. I'm Linda Kenya. Another election result just into the WTOP newsroom. This time, Democrat Glenn Ivey has won election to the U.S. House in Maryland's 4th Congressional District. Again, Glenn Ivey winning, according to the AP, to uh, Maryland's House in the 4th Congressional District. And now we're going to get an update on uh, several different races now from our Capitol Hill correspondent, Mitchell Miller, joining us live. Mitch? All right, let's take a look at those U.S. Senate races. CBS touched on some of them. Many right now wondering what is going on in Pennsylvania. That is the one that everybody is following. John Fetterman, the Democrat, has a slight lead over Dr. Mehmet Oz just by about one percentage point. They are separated by a very, very few votes, only about uh, roughly about 35 to 36,000 votes out of more almost four million casts. So that shows you how close it is. That was is still with only about 75% of the vote. So that one, we will not know the winner tonight. But we do know a lot of the winners, as was just mentioned, J.D. Vance winning over Tim Ryan in Ohio. Ryan was given credit for running a very strong campaign in a very red state, even though he didn't have a lot of support from the national political organization, from the Democrats. Still, uh, that was expected. And a lot of these other races were expected, but they are not as close as some of them that we thought they would be. For example, in New Hampshire, which, as you just heard, was called for Maggie Hassan, the Democratic incumbent. She is actually leading Don Bolduck, the Republican, by about 11 to 12 percent. So that one had looked like it was going to be a lot more narrow. Another race, of course, that we're following is in Georgia. Republican Herschel Walker has a slight lead over the Democratic incumbent, Raphael Warnock. It is within less than 1 percent. The key thing there is that Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock both both of them have fallen short thus far of the 50% plus that you need to get to actually win this race. Because of that, if they don't reach that threshold, this will have to go to a runoff, and that will be in December. One other interesting race, one of the longest-serving senators in all of the U.S. Senate, Chuck Grassley. There was a poll a few weeks ago that raised some eyebrows, showing that he was only slightly ahead of his opponent, Franken. Well, tonight, it looks like, as expected, he is going to cruise to victory for another term. He has been serving in the U.S. Senate since 19. 1980. So a couple more results here. Alicia Abelson at the producer's desk just saying that CBS is projecting it will be Brian Kemp as a continuation of the governorship in Georgia over state. The Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is here. 
Get a bacon or sausage egg and Swiss croissant plus a small seasoned potatoes. That's a better breakfast for just three bucks in three easy steps. One, wake up. Two, get out of bed. And three, head to Wendy's for your $3 breakfast deal. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's $3 breakfast deal. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hour. Select or request $3 breakfast deal in order to obtain discount. Not valid for all card or combos orders. Price and participation may vary in Alaska and Hawaii.